Welcome to JD Inspo Podcast. I'm your host, Janae Dempsey. JD Inspo Podcast is a safe space for women all around to come together to be inspired, motivated, and uplifted. Most importantly, we will talk about self-care, self-love, and many ways you can elevate to the highest version of yourself. So sit back, relax, and tune in. Hello, you guys. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of JD Inspo Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, JD Inspo underscore, to stay connected with me and to see more of what I do. Also, be sure to subscribe to my mailing list. When you scroll down the homepage, you'll put your email in and it takes a few seconds. Stay connected with me so that you can get discounts, receive um, updates on new arrivals, and many other amazing things when you subscribe to my mailing list. On today's podcast episode, I interviewed Dr. Michaela Herndon. Me and her have actually met through Instagram and we've been following and supporting each other um, ever since then. Our connection has been fairly strong. She is big into helping women walk into their true purpose and also launch their business as well. So you'll hear more about what she does shortly. So I know that Black Friday is approaching and there's going to be sales and different things going on. So what I decided to do was a buy Black sale until the end of this month. Your entire order will be 20% off so make sure you treat yourself make sure you tell a friend or purchase something for a friend there's many different amazing things that you can check out on my website so hopefully you'll support me or you'll support another black business this month as well so i think that this weekend was just really amazing everyone was in good spirits because of the election there were so many emotions that I felt last week. I was getting kind of nervous when I started seeing the beginning results and I thought that Trump was going to be in the lead. But towards the weekend, everything just started to feel better. My spirits were in a better place. And I'm just grateful for, you know, Biden winning the election and more so with Kamala Harris being the first um, female vice president. That's really awesome. She's giving hope to not just me, but to other many women out there and helping them to know that they shouldn't dream so little, but to dream big because dreams can turn into a reality as long as you allow them to. So you guys, I am getting back into my women empowerment events. I'm really, really, truly excited. I know that, you know, I put some stuff out. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I started posting some things. I'm super excited to get back to it because that was like something that I started before this whole pandemic had happened. And I feel like the pandemic kind of stopped me from moving forward with events. So, you know, I pretty much was working behind the scenes for a while with all of the events that I wanted to plan for next year. Everything is kind of like set to go. Um, So I'm just hoping by God's grace that everything works out for next year. So the first event that I will have is making the vision a reality board vision board party and pretty much for that um, I had to separate it into two separate dates because I know with COVID I don't want to have too many people at the same event so I have to break down everything for each event this year until everything is in the clear and who's to say when that will be but I just want to make sure I take safety measures so the two dates for that are January 9th and January 23rd and there are eight spots for each one so you can choose between coming to the one on January 9th or the one on January 23rd so next year it's just going to be all about execution and no excuses for ourselves so when you come to this vision board party we're going to pretty much you know do vision boards of course for ourselves we're going to talk about the things that we want for 2021 and we're going to own this year and we're going to you know uplift each other through um, empowerment we're going to say encouraging words to each other. We're also going to do a toast, and I don't want to tell too many details of it, but please attend by all means. It'll be a great way for us to connect, and if I haven't seen your face in a while, it'll be nice to see you, to probably give you a hug. I don't know, but it would just be nice to see all of your faces, and if you can't make this event, that's okay. My next biggest event will be my um, first woman empowerment brunch of the year, which is Sunday, February 28th. There's no time set for it yet. There's no location set for it yet, but I wanted to put it out there so that people can plan ahead of time. I know that life can get fairly busy and I'm super excited for this brunch. More details will be out about that in December. So be on the lookout for that if you're following me on um, Instagram or if you're following me on Facebook. And I had a few people who actually um, 
text me that are not from the Philadelphia area to tell me that they were going to fly in to see me. So I'm super grateful and blessed to just have the opportunity for women who are coming in to see me. It means so, so much to me. And I'm just grateful that they're coming to join me at this Women Empowerment Brunch. I believe this Women Empowerment Brunch is going to be something amazing just for all of us as women to connect, to be able to share our struggles and kind of talk about what 2020 was like for us. So that will be a space for us to connect, to enjoy each other's company and kind of share some stories. So make sure you come um, come out to this event. I am going to have limited seating for this because of COVID. So this is going to be on a first come first serve basis. So I feel like I'm going to sell out pretty quick with this event, but I have to take safety measures and I can't have too many people. Typically for my women brunches, I do about 30 to 40 people, but I do have to lower that number down because of COVID. So be on the lookout for the details of that. Like I said, it will be out in December. So I hope you'll be able to join me. So the quote that I had before we dive into today's episode, it's really simple and it says, this year has been so revealing. I'll say it again. This year has been so revealing. I found this quote to be valuable to me because I feel like this year has really been revealing in terms of things that I'm doing, people that I'm around, my environment. Just so many things have been revealing to me this year that God kind of revealed to me in a lot of ways. And I'm grateful for all of it. Not everything that has been revealed has been good. There's been some good things. There's been some bad things. There's been some things that have been revealed to me that I haven't expected to. But everything happens for a reason. And I've really learned a lot over the course of this year and I'm glad that I'm in this mature space to um, know that when certain things happen it's for a reason it's there to teach me a lesson so you know I'm pretty sure even with you listening you probably are saying to yourself like yeah this year has definitely been revealing in so so many ways and ways that we didn't even expect but even with the midst of a pandemic and stuff going on I would say there still has been blessings overflowing and pouring into my life I know that most people don't see this pandemic as being beneficial to them in any way but I believe if I didn't go through this pandemic I wouldn't have learned certain things or I wouldn't have noticed certain things so I'm just grateful for everything that has happened that God is still allowing me to be in the space to be able to empower and help you women as well and like I said I am a work in progress my life is not all together but I am just super grateful and blessed that God has called me to do this work to empower and help other women so let's dive into today's episode with Dr. Michaela Herndon All right, you guys, on this podcast episode today, I have here with me Michaela. So I actually met Michaela on Instagram. Um, I was scrolling through the Explorer page, I believe, and um, I came across her page. So Michaela, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this podcast episode today and joining um, in with me just to share with our audience a little bit about what you do um, and everything like that. So how are you feeling today? You know, I'm actually doing great. I had like a major accident that happened at my house this weekend. But oh, no. in spite of that, I'm like, you know what? I I think in life you get to choose how you feel. And either I can assume like this happened to me because it was a flooded. So I can assume like, oh, man, this happened because life is horrible. But I chose to look mm-hmm. at it and think like, you know what? I want a new carpet anyway. So now yeah. is going to pay for me to get new carpet. <laughs> so um, things are going well. Things are going well. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that about the flooding. And that's how I feel when certain situations happen, too. I'm always trying to change my perspective on situations and trying to understand, like, what is this particular thing teaching me, like, when something happens. So sorry to hear that. But I do hope that things work out for you. That I'm sure it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> um, so, Michaela, if you don't mind, um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Yes. So I'm originally from Dallas. I grew up in a section of Dallas called South Oak Cliff. And Mm -hmm. I uh, spent most of my life like just in that area with my my mom and my grandmother. Um, I remember like at the earliest age, like my dad was incarcerated. So I don't remember really meeting my dad physically until I was about eight or nine. Um, And I just had so many emotions like meeting him from what I can remember for the first time, because I still talk to him on the phone while he was in prison and it Mm -hmm. wasn't always the most pleasant um, conversations but from that I think those events allowed me to start to shape my mindset as far as like being able to persevere and still getting over certain certain things and Mm -hmm. I was like okay well 
you know, we, we grew up in the hood. My mom had my brother at 14. Um, she got pregnant with my brother at 14, had him at 15. And then I was born like shortly after that. So mm-hmm. I remember her telling me like, hey, education is the way out. Like, this is how you, you know, create the shift for the family. Um, and I remember going to college, like going through high school. It was kind of a breeze playing sports. But then getting mm-hmm. getting to college and was like, oh, I'm on my own for the first time. I can do whatever I mm-hmm. want to. And that mm-hmm. freedom wasn't as um, well taken care of as I probably thought I should have done it. And mm-hmm. um, literally almost fell out of college like the first year went from having like a 1.67 GPA and being suspended to now like graduating, you know, with a doctorate with a perfect GPA. Awesome. Um, and, that, and that journey was just so different for me. But what it really allowed me to do is understand that I could shape my life in the way that I wanted to like I didn't have to allow circumstances or people's thoughts and the feelings uh, and their boundaries to um, stop me from being able to live my life in the way exactly in which I shaped it so um, now it's allowed me to just be where I'm at where I am now like helping women live and live their lives with fearlessness and authenticity so they can experience the freedom that we were all designed to be able to experience in our lives and really helping them shape their businesses and mindsets and take those things to the next level. So that's like my elevator speech of the life of Michaela. (laughs) Well, well, I love it because you kind of brought me back to my childhood memories because I didn't have like the best upbringing um, when I was much younger. And I learned that I didn't have to be a product of my environment um, from things that I had gone through. So, you know, we definitely have the opportunity where we can shape our lives any which way that we want to. Um, So I totally do agree with that. And I remember when I was in my last year of, um, of undergrad, my mom was like really, really sick at the time because my mom passed away from stage four breast cancer. But I remember being in my last year and it was definitely a trying time for me because I didn't grow up to have the best relationship with my father. And I was going through a lot of house um, situations. And then I also was trying to finish out my last year and like commuting back and forth from home and my mom being sick. It was just a lot. Um, so I know what the challenge is when you're trying to just balance out a lot. And then you have these other obstacles that are in the way, but it kind of shapes you to be this strong, resilient person, I think, in the end of all of it. So that's really awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you've been making out during this whole pandemic. I know, you know, everyone has been experiencing different things, but how are you making out um, and how are you keeping yourself busy through this time? So at the beginning of the pandemic, I was actually getting ready to launch like a new part of my business. So I had an event um, in Dallas called Living on purpose or mm-hmm. living in your purpose and um I had put a lot of money into this event I was so excited and then Dallas was like hey COVID is here we have to reduce events down to like so many people so my event got canceled mm-hmm. and I was like no um so for about two weeks um one thing that I've really been big on is not um like ghosting my own personal feelings like actually mm-hmm. allowing myself to feel those things yeah so that way I can address it and move forward so it doesn't get stuffed and popped up later so I for two weeks I wasn't sad or depressed but I was really going through the feelings of being disappointed like hey this mm-hmm. is how much I lost this is what I was expecting this is what I wanted to see so as I two weeks I then started to pivot my business and really just jump into the virtual space Mm -hmm. a lot more and I will say as I've been able to really focus on one continuing to fill my cup up first because I am a mom so I have like two kids that I'm now um I think everybody's a homeschool teacher now (laughs) so you're trying to homeschool Mm -hmm. and still do your business um and as I'm still like filling myself up first and then giving to my kids and then going then further into the business what I found for me is I'm actually doing pretty well as I started to shift my content and really be more authentically myself virtually because I think um, in the virtual space it's very easy to put on this very refined version of who you are like let me show up this way Mm -hmm. let me piece this together but it starts to get more consuming mentally because you have to show up as somebody you're not and I was like, let me just step back and pull myself away from all of this and just yep. be my most authentic self. And that has really allowed my business to thrive. Um, for the first time, I launched uh, my one-on-one coaching program. And I was really shocked because within 48 hours, I sold the program out. And it was like an nice. $18,000 launch. And I never nice. expected that. Um, but I but I saw what the difference was. Instead of me forcing mm-hmm. something to happen, I was able to authentically 
connect with women who wanted to really get past those mindset blocks and shift their business in the area of abundance so they mm-hmm. could live free- freely and really get to mm-hmm. the money that they deserved. By showing up as myself, I think it created yep. a trust between them and myself. And they were like, you know what? I really exactly. like who she is and I like where she's going. Um, So at first it was a little shaky, but you know, with the strategic pivot, it's actually been going a lot we- better than that's, I could ever imagine. That's really so, awesome. You know, that's awesome. Um, and I going back to what you said, because you said that you had a planned event. And I know for me, because I usually host like women empowerment events throughout the year. And I had so many plans for the summer and like months, you know, before all this had happened. And I think that was like the only thing I was a little bit frustrated about was because I had events planned that I really wanted to do. And so what I had did for myself was I was doing it first, like events through Zoom and things like that. And then I was doing like IG Live and things of that nature but um, I do like the point that you mentioned about the importance of being your most authentic self because I think that is what draws people to you and I love to see that from anybody that I follow like I do follow a lot of bloggers and I know people are big into just like posting pictures and things like that but I do actually I can see um, raw and authentic side of a person, um, something that's more than just photos. And so that's why with me, with my whole blogging thing, I try to give that experience of my raw, honest self of experiences that I've gone through. I don't want people to think that I'm 100% perfect or that my life is fully together. But I think when you do that in your your most authentic self, um, it allows things to just flow naturally and you don't have to put a facade up to people and, you know, fabricate to be something that you're not so um I do definitely um agree with it and I think that was another reason what had drawn me to your page as well because um when I followed you, I was scrolling through your page and I was looking at some of your videos and some of your posts. And I love to see stuff that's kind of relatable to things that I talk about. So that's kind of like drew me towards like following you and wanting to be able to um, connect with you as well. Um, So tell us, Michaela, a little bit about some of the strength and challenges that you have faced so far this year and how you've uh, worked through them. I would say... Some of the challenges that I've worked through, um, because I do, I think when I was a kid, um, when my dad first called mm-hmm. from prison, him and my mom were kind of mm-hmm. bickering. And um, I don't think the comment was something I was supposed to hear, but it was something that I heard mm-hmm. as a consequence. And the comment was, you know, I never really wanted her anyway. Like she was never mm-hmm. supposed to be born. So at the age of four, I'm now processing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what does that mean? Like, why Why exactly was I not supposed to be born? What did I do? Mm-hmm. You know, what did I say? Um, and I think what it did was it actually created this sense of like, I'm going to show yep. you anyway. But it almost became a, a point of being like very addicted to accomplishing yep. things. And um, in my, my mid-20s, I actually like addressed it and deal with it, um, dealt with that in therapy. But I still have signs of it. So I sometimes still have like that perfectionism Mm -hmm. accomplishment syndrome Mm -hmm. like lingering and in COVID I feel like I haven't been able to really accomplish anything it's like you can't really accomplish anything Mm -hmm. because everybody's at home so these tangible ways of accomplishment have Mm -hmm. gone away um, in a sense so for me what I've had to really do is find a way to channel that channel that energy so um, instead of just being in a place of like well you have to get awards or Mm -hmm. or recognition or whatever um, I'm now challenging myself to accomplish things just for me. Like I don't have to accomplish things to be seen or um, so people will know certain things. Um, so I started running. And at first I was like, okay, let's see how far I can run. And I didn't do mm-hmm. so great the first time. <laughs> but then finally, after a few, um, a few weeks of running, I actually Good. ran a whole mile without stopping. And then um, now I'm like challenging my time. Like, okay, now let me get the mm-hmm. time down a little bit more and a little bit more. So that's one of the things that I've been working on is like, hey, you know, I don't have to um, continue to focus on like right. things being perfect because I always say perfect is not a goal exactly. because it doesn't exist. Goals are things you can actually accomplish. And I've been very mindful of just saying like, hey, you know, in this challenge, even though this space is different, find a way to program the energy into something more positive. So that's the way I'm accomplishing something in mm-hmm. a healthy way. Um, so that's been um, one of my biggest challenges. But from a, um, a perspective of things doing better, I would say, one of my strengths has really been able to um, grow my mindset because I always feel like your mindset um, for many of my clients that I work with, I often hear like, man, I never can get Mm -hmm. my mindset right. And I'm like, 
but who said exactly. that, that was right or wrong? There's really no right or wrong in mindset. And mindset is about, you know, continuing to move to, yeah. towards a place of growth and positivity. But it's a journey that'll never be finished because if it was, then we would never mm. grow past that point. So um, I've been really good at taking time to look at things from a very objective standpoint mm-hmm. and allowing myself to see how I can grow in each one of those okay. situations so that I continue to, you know, show up as the best version of myself. So that I've actually been doing pretty well. So I'll give myself a, a little toot on my heart <laughs> for that should. one. Because um, I know sometimes, sometimes it's hard for me to do, but I'm, I'm um, thankful that I've given myself the permission to know like, hey, things aren't going to be perfect. Just allow yourself to yeah, continue to and, grow. And I, I really like every um, point that you shared and kind of just going back, you know, I won't ask you too much about your relationship with your father. But like I said, I don't have the greatest relation. I don't have a relationship with my father at all. But I know from things that I've gone through with him or things that he said to me, he's probably said some of the worst things you could probably think of and called me out of my name so many times. And honestly, from him doing that, it kind of fueled me to just you know like you said want to be able to achieve great things not to prove a point to him necessarily in any way but to just say you know even though you saw all these negative things about me and you don't really care for me I'm going to show you know I'm going to kind of show you the kind of person that I really am and you know that I'm destined for greatness but knowing that everything doesn't have to be um, perfect all the time so you know I do get that and you know we are hit with challenges but I think when we're hit with challenges in life it helps us to come out stronger and and, you know, because what if everything was perfect and nothing wrong, nothing ever went right. wrong? That's not really living. But you go through experiences that help to shape you to become a better person. Um, so, you know, I do totally get that. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned having two daughters. So tell us, you know, a little bit about your daughters and how do you make time for them through everything that you're trying to do? Yes. So I have uh, my oldest daughter. Okay. Her name is Trinity. And she's nine. So she, I would like to consider her like a mix between Sierra and (laughs) Diana Ross. So you can guarantee like she's dancing every single place in the house. Like she dances so much at night. I'm like, are you ready to go to sleep? It's like 10 30. You're still dancing. And, um, and she loves to sing in and just being really involved with like the whole theatrical part Mm -hmm. of entertainment. But she's like really, really smart. So I love connecting with her and talking to her and having conversations okay. with her. Um, even last night in the car, um, as I was picking her up from cheer practice, she made a comment about like, that's why you can't trust your friends with your, t- uh, your secrets because little mm. girls, they talk too much, way too fast. And I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. Like, How do you already know that at nine? Like, you can't tell mm-hmm. me things. Um, but her experience is just um, really entertaining. And then my youngest daughter, we actually call okay. her Bumpy. She's turning three in August we call her Bumpy because for the longest mm-hmm. we didn't have a, a name and we just kept mm-hmm. calling her Baby Bump and now okay. Bumpy sticks and um I actually like to consider her like a very small powerful version of like Nikki Giovanni oh, wow. and Angela Davis like she is like going to state her piece she is very headstrong in what she wants to do and doesn't want to do but she's also like very independent of knowing like hey like I want to learn stuff on my own it's not that like, I don't want to follow directions. I just want to see, like, what it feels like for yeah. me to be able to do it. So um, she's great. She's great as well. And I think for me as a parent, in order to continue to parent well during a pandemic, I've had to be just very direct about, like, hey, um, I think even last week on Instagram, I was supposed to post a mini training, but uh, Bumpy wanted mm-hmm. to do, like, piggyback rides and all kind of stuff. And for, like, an hour and a half, I was like, mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't get to post my mini training. Um, but instead of getting upset about that, I was like, you know what, let me just post on IG and say, Hey, you know, um, mini trainings normally come on this day, but you know mm-hmm. what, I'm a mom first. Yep. So I'll catch you all tomorrow because that's really yep. more of a priority. So I've been very, um, intricate about finding ways for us to like grow together and still, um, be able nice. to build our relationship as mother and daughter. Um, but then also allowing them to build those relationships separately, because I know sometimes, and when we have kids, it's like, oh, everybody spends time with my um, yep. spends time with mommy. But in reality, they still need individual relationships too, um, so they can grow in their own authenticity. So we've been trying to, I've been trying to take Trinity mm-hmm. through the ice cream, um, to the ice cream shop. Um, Bumpy, I try to always grab the ice mm-hmm. cream man when I can because I know that that's stuff they like. But really, just being in tune to their needs because I think for a lot of kids, they kind of got left behind. Like, yeah, hey, it's the pandemic. Yeah. Nobody thought about us. And I'm like, yeah, they had to experience this too. And it's definitely not fun. If it's not fun for me as an adult, I can imagine yeah. what it's like to be nine yeah. stuck in the house. 
So I'm um, just trying to create fun things and say nice. things we can do. Well, that's, um, that's definitely nice awesome. that you find different ways to spend time with them. Um, and they seem like they have these amazing personalities from what you're telling me. So that's really awesome how you find the balance between, you know, being a mom and working and all those other commitments that you have as well. Um, so how do you personally keep yourself motivated and inspired to do things that you're doing? Like what gives you a drive to do the stuff that you're doing? I think for me, my biggest driver has always mm. been legacy. For the longest time, I remember like being a kid and not really knowing that we didn't have a lot of things until you got to school and realized that some of the stuff that you were talking about was maybe like super old compared to mm-hmm. like the newest stuff out or just seeing small differences. And I remember my grandmother just telling me before she before she passed, like, hey, you know, you get to create whatever you want to create. Like you get to be whatever version yep. of happy you want to be because I remember when I made decisions or um, whether it was getting married or whatever whatever lifelong traditional decision you're supposed to make at a certain age I remember her specifically saying like you don't have to make that choice I just mm-hmm. want you to be happy and now um, that she's passed I remember like I hear myself saying those words every single day in her voice and legacy is yep. really important for me so that's like my driving factor of how can I create a life that I was mm-hmm. never able to see, but then also create a version of life that exactly. I don't want my kids to see either. Like, I don't want my kids to experience certain forms of trauma or um, disappointment or abuse or whatever it may be. I don't want them to experience that. So for me, that's really just being um, the biggest thing for me, creating a financial legacy, but also creating a generational wealth shift that will trickle down to all areas of my family. So how can I, you know, potentially create a shift Mm -hmm. for my brother and his family? How can I create a shift that will also trickle down to my sister and her family and her lineage? So that's the biggest thing for me. Um, The next thing is just allowing myself to remember, like I wasn't created to go through life being mediocre. It's like, it's almost sometimes we think like, oh, man, you know, um, regardless if it's from a spiritual perspective or just like a, a, you know, like a gender perspective of being a woman, like this idea that we're supposed to be OK with having less mm-hmm. than or we're supposed to be OK with things just being mediocre, bare basic. And I'm like, so you really think that I was created to be on this earth to be basic? Like, I can't <laughs> believe like that's not mm-hmm. even possible. Like, I shouldn't be OK with that. Um, so that's a bigger uh, one of the bigger driving forces for me is like, hey, I have the opportunity to manifest what I want to manifest and let me go do that. Like, I don't have to be okay with like the bare minimum. Like I should be okay and be unapologetic about feeling blessed in my life or being able to not live check to check or being able to go pay cash for the car or the house I want. Like I should be able to be okay with that. So I would say those two things are the biggest thing for me is legacy and waking up every day. Like I get an opportunity to wake up and some people didn't let me take advantage of this in a major way and not just go to sleep every night. Like, well, I guess Mm -hmm. this this is just, it is what it is. I absolutely loved everything that you shared because um, I think for me, when I truly started working in like walking in my like passion and um, being dedicated to my purpose of what I'm doing now, that's when I really started thinking about legacy. And now I kind of like talk to other people about it because I always think about what are the things that I want people to say about me when I am no longer here? What kind of things do I want people to have through their legacy you know in my absence that they can carry on through other generations as well and I think um, I'm thinking back to when Kobe Bryant had passed and you know I wasn't a big not to say I wasn't a big fan of him I didn't you know know too much about him but it was from like seeing everything that he did it inspired me so much and because of everything that he's done he's definitely left behind a legacy that will live on through future generations and I think that's so important that you know what you do that hopefully it um it will help for future generations and will carry on through that. And then also the importance of, you know, not being mediocre. Like that's my mindset as well too. Like I know there's something so much greater in me than just living and paying bills and going to work. And I know with my passion and purpose and things that I'm doing in terms of woman empowerment, like that's what I'm super passionate about, what I love the most, what I enjoy out of anything else. And so it's knowing that um, every day we're all given this opportunity to be greater than we were yesterday and every day we're given the opportunity to create the life that we want so I think always keeping that in mind so I do thank you for um sharing that so I do appreciate that so Michaela let's dive into um your experience with being a business coach tell us how you got started with that how long you've been doing it for and what kind of services you provide 
So I think I actually fell into being a business coach. It wasn't something that I even had on mm-hmm. my radar. I worked in education for a really long time. That's where I pretty much started my mm-hmm. career. And after being um, working for educational companies, being a teacher, and really just being able to make connections, I guess that's like one of my natural mm-hmm. giftings. People would always ask, like, you should coach, or you should be a speaker, or, and I'd say, okay, cool, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, and then maybe a few years ago, I was kind of in a position where my house was about to go into foreclosure and I just had to really like rethink a lot of my life. Cause I was like, I, I thought I did everything right. I went to school. I'm mm-hmm. a good person. Like I don't hurt people. You know, I'm going through all of that. And as I'm experiencing that, I actually bumped into a coach. Her name was Dr. Kristen Guillory and she's a speaker coach. And Dr. Guillory was like, Hey, I have this boot camp. If you're really interested in speaking, you should really consider it. And I was like, you know, I don't only have like $117. Like, I really can't make that investment. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not going to work. And then in the back of my mind, I heard myself saying, like, you should really bet on yourself mm-hmm. because betting on yourself is a very yeah. good investment. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me figure it out. So I figured it out, called the mortgage company. I'm, I'm going through all of these processes, trying to figure out how I can pay the mm-hmm. deposit and pay the deposit on um, being a part of the speaker boot camp. And as I'm in the boot camp, literally within three months of finishing the camp doing the launch video and like the year is mm-hmm. ending I went from like not having any money to um having a launch video with over like 30,000 nice. views and then on top of that I think um I remember getting a call from Bishop Vashon McKenzie and she was like on my voicemail like will you please come speak at my Selah conference and when a conference comes out there's a picture and it's like all of these big name people. So like Priscilla Shire's on a flyer and I'm like underneath Priscilla Shire in the next row. So it's like, as this comes out and like, oh, Erica Campbell's going to be here. So people were like, oh my gosh, look at how Mm -hmm. you did this and that. And in my mind, I was thinking like, how did this happen? Like, this is crazy. Um, And then from that event, some things just kind of continued to spiral and people were like, have you ever like thought about coaching? Cause you were really able to make a very um, pivotal shift in how to get your business Mm -hmm. off the ground. And I was like, no not really and then as more women started to ask I just was like hey maybe this is you know God telling me like hey you should get into business coaching so I went into it and I started helping women set the foundation for their businesses Um, and as I started to do that I also noticed that particularly most of the women that I because I only work with women most of the women that I worked with who had either been moms or wives or had experienced some type of trauma Mm -hmm. in their childhood with um, absent parents They also have mindset Mm. blocks. So we could start to do the work, but then we would get to a point where they either subconsciously felt like they didn't deserve it. So they would start to self-sabotage their business Mm -hmm. or they would get to a point where they couldn't show up authentically. Mm -hmm. We just hit all of these blocks. And because of that, I started off as just a business coach, but now I am completing my certification and I now do mindset coaching and I do business coaching. So in the services, I work with women to say, hey, this is the first thing we need to address. Let's get past some of those mindset blocks. Let's see kind of where you are because we have all experienced some type Mm -hmm. of trauma or some type of comment or um, thought process or um, somebody, you know, pushing us down at work. Um, We've all experienced those things. And when we're able to acknowledge those, I can help them move further in their business to really get to that place of abundance. So I do offer mindset coaching just for women who may be six or seven figure entrepreneurs who are like, Hey, I can't even get to the next step or Hey, my business is about to close because I just have so much Mm -hmm. going on and we'll work through that mindset opportunity um, so they can grow. And then I also work with women who are like kind of in the early stages of their business to shift their mindset and get to the next step. So whether it's getting your business structure established, getting your authentic voice and brand visibility established so you can uh, move forward uh, with that. And then also some women who've been in the game for a little bit who are like, I just need to Mm -hmm. pivot and I need some creative um some creative thought processes around what that pivot will look like. I sometimes help them develop their product suite and things like that. So those are probably my three biggest things is the mindset coaching and really like the business coaching um, and the transformational um, pivot for those, you know, who've been in business a while and just need something fresh. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's awesome. You have different things that they can come to you for. Um, so how many clients would you say that you provide services to? And then what do you hope for them to gain from the experience of working with you? 
So typically for one-on-one, I take maybe six to seven clients okay. a quarter um, because I either they're either typically on my four-week or my three-month plan. I always say if you give me 90 days, that's mm-hmm. kind of my thing. If you give me 90 days, I guarantee you, you'll see changes you never mm-hmm. thought you could see. Um, so typically I take six to seven one-on-one clients. I'm actually going to introduce a group coaching program probably at the either the end of this year or very beginning okay. of 2020 because I just see so many more women like, hey, can I work with you? Can I work mm-hmm. with you? And I know what my capacity is, and I want to be able to stretch that and allow more um, direct access for women to be able to create that shift so they're not waiting for me. Like, you got to wait six months to be able mm-hmm. to work with me so they can have more access. And actually, in August, I am dropping... So this month I'm dropping a new course, um, which is, this is kind of like, I haven't even told my Instagram yet. So you're kind of getting like okay. first dibs on it. And it's actually called from purpose to profitable nice. hustle. I'm helping entrepreneurs identify how you can use your purpose to flip that into monetization. Yeah. So you can start to either have a true side hustle that makes the profits you want to see, or really to, you know, segue out and resign from your nine to thrive. So you can really mm-hmm. get to a point of growth because, you know, for many of us who want to see like those six and seven figure, multiple six figures or that seven figure mm-hmm. investment or not investment, but profit, you're not going to see that working mm-hmm. at a job. That's just. Yeah, really yeah, that's true. Um, And I think um, because currently now for me, you know, I work nine to five. And I feel like most of my passion comes from my side, my side hustle, my businesses and what I do personally. And so um, I'm in this place in my life where um, I don't want to ever have to work like another job. I want to be able to bring bring in multiple mm-hmm. multiple streams of income for myself, but doing it in a way where I'm doing things that I actually love doing and I'm not doing things that I feel like I'm forced to do. Um, so that's kind of what I've been um, working towards. And I have some things next year that I want to try to um, start as well. So Michaela, what would you say um, some success stories you have seen from the woman you've uh, worked with so far? I would say for the woman that I work with, one of the major success stories, and I actually have a few, one of the major success stories is one of my clients. I remember her and I were talking, she was a wife um, and a mom of three, and she had really gotten to a point where she was like, you know, I just feel that the biggest thing for my life is just making sure my kids are taken care of and making sure my husband is mm-hmm. taken care of. But in that, she's like, I've completely forgotten who I am as a person. Like, I don't even know what I'm interested in or what I mm. want to do. And I remember her saying, like, you know, finances are really tight for us. I need to be able to generate either more income passively or um, be able to segue out mm-hmm. of my job. And I told her, I said, okay, I said, first week, the first session we have in mindset, like, I really do some digging. Like, let's go back and figure out why Mm -hmm. do you feel this way? When did you lose yourself? Like, why did you think that you weren't important as a wife Mm -hmm. or a mother? Um, But most importantly, like, how could you not show up as yourself? Because yourself is important, too. And as we worked through that, I remember, like, week six, we started implementing some of the foundation steps. We started implementing some of the mantras and affirmations and really some of the techniques for her to go back and release a lot of things. And I remember... After working together on week six, she sent me an email and she said, oh, my gosh, I literally just got a six month contract with a company and they're going to pay me four thousand dollars a month um, for this. And she she was like, and I don't even make four thousand dollars in my real Mm. job. So it was nice for her to um, get that win and experience that win because it showed her that the work and the time and the energy that she invested in herself would always reap the rewards yeah. because she was planting great seeds. And I thought that that was just so amazing for her because she was now going to be able to have more time for her children. She was not going to be able to um, resign from her job and pick them yeah. up from school, which I know for me was like one of the biggest things is like, you don't want your kid to be the last kid <laughs> yes. in school care. Like that is not a good feeling mm-hmm. as a parent. And um, now being able to drop her kids off and pick her nice. kids up, like when school started and when school was over, um, was really great for her. And I loved being able to work with her. We still work together now. And actually, a client that I'm working with right now, as it relates to mindset, um, I always think, and I always tell people, it's such an honor for you to trust me with mm-hmm. your time, for you to trust me with your your investment. I love, you know, I always honor when someone comes to work with me. Like I am very serious about making sure, like they see the the things that they want yeah. to see and a client I'm working with now um she actually sent me a message we actually worked together last week our first session and she sent me a message on Saturday and was like you don't understand like how amazing like this mm-hmm. is like I am already seeing stuff within less than a nice. week that I'm implementing and doing like I am loving the changes that I'm seeing in my mindset nice. and it's really allowing me to 
um, show up and give myself the opportunity to be who I've always wanted to be. So I think for me, it's like a grateful and humbling experience because it's like, you know, people have to trust you with their um, energy, exactly. they have to trust you with their mind. And when they do and they see like, hey, I made an investment in myself and it's paying off. I love the fact it kind of almost gives me kind of like goosebumps in a sense. Like I'm so happy for them because I'm, I'm I'm one of those women. I'm, I'm not going to be like the person that's oh, like, oh, my God, she's winning. That's mm-hmm. cool. But I'm the person that's like, sis, I'm dancing like Mary J. Blige. <laughs> yes. OK, <laughs> like I want to see you win in a major mm-hmm. way. So when I see other women women winning, I'm just so excited. Nice. I love that. I love it. And um, just based off like us having this conversation right now through this podcast episode, I can tell like you make it a great experience for clients who come to you. Um, and that was actually my next question in terms of trust. What do you think helps clients to trust you to say, hey, I know I can work with her and I can see the results that I want to see what do you think that you possibly do that helps them to trust you um to work with them I think for many of my clients because most of my clients I do just randomly meet on social Mm -hmm. media most of them either jump into my inbox or sometimes I'll see something that they're doing and I'm like oh my gosh like girl that looks Mm -hmm. amazing and I think that um you know those compliments show them one I actually care about you as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what allows my clients to build trust because as we're working together and as they're seeing us, like when people send me messages and sometimes like they'll ask a quick question, like, Hey, you know, um, I may not be able to afford your coaching, but I got a quick question about mm-hmm. this and I'll just respond yes. back, you know, and I'll just, Oh yeah. Like this is, you know, this is whatever, mm-hmm. because for me it's more about one being transparent and understanding, like I have been in that place where I've needed yep. help too. And I think being transparent about that shows like, okay, she has a story. If she's willing to be transparent, then that means that I know that I can trust her also with parts of my story and also parts of my life. And I think that what happens is a lot of times is on social media, we're oftentimes just putting up these profits that we're making. Like I made this amount of money. I made this amount Mm -hmm. of money, but nobody's really putting a story behind it of like, yeah, I may have made $20,000 in a week, but nobody saw the six years where I didn't make yeah so being able to be transparent also showing up as myself I think authenticity is like one of the things that a lot of us have gotten away from and it really is honestly one of the most beautiful things that we can have as people Mm -hmm. um and you know just being authentic showing up whether like hey you know I'm in a car doing this mini training or hey my kid is in the back sleep right now so I got to do this mini training really quick or whatever it is that I need to do just showing up as my authentic Mm -hmm. self Um, and I think the last one is consistency. Yeah. So being consistently authentic, being consistently transparent, mm-hmm. being consistently caring and open and having a high level of integrity. That's really important because on social media, if you like jump in and jump out, I don't really know who exactly. you are. You know, I'm only getting like that that one selfie of the 600 selfies that you mm-hmm. took or I'm only getting that one three minute video of the, you know, 100 minutes of video that you have saved. Exactly. So I think when you're able to consistently show up, as the same person over and over then people are naturally drawn to that relationship Mm -hmm. and they say okay cool she is who she says she is and I can I can I can walk with that I can go yeah exactly I I totally agree with it because um I have a small community with my brand with JD Inspo and on my blog page and I can say a lot of women always personally reach out to me to say they love how you know I'm not just a blogger who posts this pictures all the time continuously but you know I show people when I hit challenges and I show people you know ways that I celebrate my small wins and stuff like that so I love to give my audience a different variety of me in an authentic way as you um, shared as well so I think that's true and when you're consistent it helps people to get a sense of who you truly are because if you're one if I followed you and you posted every other week or every couple weeks it would be hard for me to you know, understand and get to learn you as a person. But I think when you're consistent in your content and the person that you are and being your authentic self, that draws people to you. So um, I do, you know, totally agree with that. Um, so, Michaela, tell us how you help your clients to stay consistent to their goals and their vision. And then also tell us, like, how often do you meet with your clients? Is it phone based? Is it like a Zoom meeting? How does that whole process work? Yeah, so pre-COVID, it was face-to-face if it was a, a, an available mm-hmm. option. Um, but now it's 
it's Zoom. okay um we'll only jump on the phone if so i have my clients do have access to me kind of like a coaching your pocket through voxer so they can um, qu- uh, send me a quick message or um, send me a quick voice mm-hmm. memo and then i'll respond back to them but typically depending on how their you know their options are set up for the mindset coaching only we normally meet either once a month kind of similar to how like a therapy session may be set up where you only go see your therapist like once a month or once every two weeks or something like that it's not therapy but it has that same um, scheduling structure so I always say like once we do a session for mindset we typically will have the session a minimum of two weeks Mm. later um, because I don't want them to not be able to see progress I need you to make a little progress first so then we can now jump to the next Mm -hmm. thing and then for the clients who do my one-on-one um, they can either meet with me once a week um, for four weeks or once a week for 12 weeks. And then some people do just like a VIP session where it's just like once okay. a month we'll meet and we'll just go through all of the things they need to do to show up. But I think from a consistency standpoint, getting them to show up as themselves, mm-hmm. one of the things we actually work through is their real okay. life. Like that is one of the questions on my intake form is tell me about your real life. What do you currently have in the way that's going to stop you from showing up in your business? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, well, you know, like, I don't like the way I feel about myself or, you know, I don't love the fact that I've gained weight. Mm-hmm. And then some of it is like, well, no, I got four kids and everybody's up by 7 a.m. Or, you know, my husband travels or I'm a single mom or, hey, I'm an empty nester now. And, you know, I, I have way too much time. Mm-hmm. So I, I get lost. So we're able to go through like what the real life looks mm-hmm. like and then I require them to set a time and they have to show up for themselves so it's like okay cool you got four kids what time is everybody wake mm-hmm. up seven great you're gonna wake up at 5 30 and I tell them like even for your mini trainings if you're gonna do mini trainings this week whether because some of them are selling products so they'll just be using the products in their mm-hmm. everyday life some of them are also coaches as well so they're they're doing mini trainings to show up on their IG stories and I'm like I don't know why y'all think y'all got to record this stuff every day. You mm-hmm. don't. Sis, go go in that room and grab you four different mm-hmm. shirts and record them yep. videos. Take that first shirt off. Go put another shirt on. Record that second yep. video. So when they start to think of it like, oh, that's true. I don't have to do this every day. You just have to find a strategic exactly. plan that works best for you in your current life um, to be consistent. And as we create that more customized, detailed plan, like, all right, on Monday and Tuesday, you're recording these videos on Monday. And on Tuesday, for the videos for Wednesday and Thursday, you're recording those videos Tuesday mm-hmm. night. So we're literally going through and scheduling how they can show up um, and then how they can post through either an app doing it mm-hmm. for them or them physically doing it themselves or even outsourcing to somebody. When they're, able, when they're able to really go through that, I think it gives them, one, the confidence that they need because they're starting to see yep. wins. Because sometimes we take so many losses, like we can't show up because we're just yep. like depleted. Mm-hmm. And when they start to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm doing things for my business, I'm accomplishing what I want to do, it really gives them the, um, the energy, the authenticity, and it really gives them like that high vibe frequency to just continue to ride that high vibe yep. wave. I love it. And um, I, I actually have been doing that for myself because you mentioned how like having to do multiple recordings in one day instead of doing it every day because content is is actually time consuming when you want to put out certain things. So what I've learned for myself is when I'm in the mood and I have particular days and time set in mind for myself, I do different content in that same day. So then as the week goes on, it's much easier because when you're trying to do a lot, you know, the time goes by quickly. So I've been learning those different techniques for myself because it's definitely time consuming. But I do like how you help them to stay consistent with their vision and their goals and the importance of definitely showing up for yourself every day because it's important and I always stress that you know to people all the time show up for yourself every day because it's important and most importantly no one else is going to show up for you in the way that you're going to show up for yourself every day so I do always um tell people that as well so um Michaela tell us about you know because I know with being um a life coach to people in different areas and working with multiple clients how do you balance out um, that and also personal time for yourself because you know you're also trying to help someone balance out their life with certain things but how do you find the balance for yourself in your own personal life um yeah so one of the things that I've been doing is one I have so I have like what I consider to be like a self-care list okay. and almost like in my notes section I have the things that I know that will automatically like 
trigger me to a place of positivity a place of being able to refocus a place of like increasing my Mm -hmm. energy so I have like on my phone one I have a mantra that I repeat every single day and if I start to feel like I'm getting depleted I'm like okay let me go back to my mantra and I just like put it back in the universe so it allows me to remember like okay God placed me here for a reason like I'm speaking this out into the world like positive things are going to come back to me so I start to do that the second thing I have is like playlists. So my friends call me um, the vibe okay. curator because like I'm like a whole vibe when we're together. Um, so what I go, what I go through and do is I have like all of these different playlists. So some are like old school gospel playlists, like with Karen Clark shared and stuff like mm-hmm. Clark sisters that my mom used to play as a kid. And um, I actually identified those when I was in therapy because my therapist and I was talking and she was like, what is your song? And I told her my song is like bomb and Gilead. Like mm-hmm. that song, like I will literally like, take off running and singing like if that song starts <laughs> playing and um we were able to actually do a time technique and identify that to a period of time when I was a kid mm-hmm. and that's why I'm able to like listen to that song and feel those exact same emotions of being like feeling protected feeling encouraged mm-hmm. feeling like I can achieve all yep. things so I have those different playlists um I also have shows that I watch so I have like you know different world um living single this old school show that me and my grandmother used to watch called Supermarket. okay Street love that show and I'll put those shows on if I need to but then I also wake up like every single day knowing like my day is already planned so I don't go into Tuesday or Wednesday without having an idea of what it needs to look like so every day the day before I sit down I do a soft plan of my day and I'm like all right cool you wake up and you meditate are you sizing today if so what time is your workout time um so it's like okay today I'm working out and I can even I can even run today so like this morning I'm waking up I'll do my apps I'll read I'll do my mantras Mm -hmm. I'll focus take 15 minutes to myself and then now it's like okay do breakfast you have this meeting you have this scheduled and then it's like I put I insert a permanent break every day on my time where it's like untouchables either I'm exercising or I'm cooking lunch or I'm doing whatever so Mm -hmm. I'm not taking meetings or calls or checking emails and then lastly I'll go through the rest of my day and as I'm going through the rest of my day I'm also very aware I'll put like on my I guess on my daily planner pad, like, do not check your emails. So mm-hmm. it'll remind me because I'll get lost in emails. Yeah. And I feel like emails can be a funnel. So I'll give myself periods of where I'm not allowed to check my emails. So I can really focus on what I need to get done and then mm-hmm. go back to it. Um, so I re- I'm really very focused because we're, you know, we're like the, the human mind responds like a robot. Like either yep. you treat it like a robot or you don't. And it's just going to chaotically run. But if you treat it like a robot, it'll treat you well. And by giving it that authority to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is how we're doing it today. And hey, here's a little flexibility if something goes wrong. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, I need to be prepared. um, Because as you start to think about your mindset and what you want to do, you have to be very intentional of understanding that things and life will happen. And if your mindset is not in a place of being stabilized or controlled, it'll take you all the way left or all the way right Mm -hmm. to a point that you can't control. And then you spend so much energy trying to get it back. So I'm just very meticulous about the things that I need in order to care for myself before I care for others. Because I know as a person who's helping others, if you don't fill up your own cup first, then you'll always run on E. Yeah, exactly. I was going to actually say that too. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup at the end of the day. And that's why, um, you know, I always ask people there, especially for people who are into business and helping others, you know, how do you find that balance for yourself and, you know, your own personal life? Because I know with me doing women empowerment, I'm pouring out to people so much, but I have to make sure I can pour back into myself. And just like you, like things that help me um, as a form of self-care is kind of just like I love listening to music that gets me hyped up Um, I love reading I love writing like those things kind of keep me sane and calm and I love nature so I love going to the park so those are my means of self-care because I think if you don't have that kind of balance and you don't hit and if you don't implement self-care into your life when you're trying to balance out so much it's easy to get overwhelmed and burned out so I think it's very important to keep that in mind um so Michaela tell us where do you plan to take your business um your business coaching in the next few years where do you see it maybe in the next five years I'll say for the next five years one of my goals is one to have just like a very globally well-known um women mindset program so Mm -hmm. something that women can jump into um, throughout different parts of the year, uh, whether it's for group coaching or um, just like a self-paced course, mm-hmm. I want to create something that's always available for women. Also, 
being able to create like a membership. So having nice. like apps um, where women can jump in, having networks, really creating a space where, you know, almost like, you know, how they have like the Bible app and all these different mm-hmm. apps, like really having yep. a mindset, um, a mindset app just yep. for women. Um, because I feel like as a, a woman of color, there's not a lot of safe spaces um, mm-hmm. for us to go and get what we need, whether it's yep. on our phone or whatever. It's always this stigma of like, oh, your mindset not together, girl, there's something wrong with you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, the fact that you're actually thinking that you need to work on your mindset is really like a good thing. Yeah. Um, the fact of not thinking that at all is when it's like, well, why do you let it sit? So mm-hmm. really giving people the, um, the, the space and the environment to be able to care for themselves well. So definitely want to have an app. Um, And then I want to take this into like full on conferences. So whether it's um, weekends or it's like mindset weekends or, but just really allowing other women um, coaches and speakers to all come together for events. And then we go to, whether it's a resort, hopefully when, the United States passport not getting us too many places right now, but hopefully when the world opens back up, my goal is a lot of us don't travel and really get out of our spaces, but find these really nice resorts so we can travel and focus on mindset, not mm-hmm. in a very cliche way where it's like, oh my gosh, we were white the whole time and you can't mm-hmm. touch anything, but like more like sis, I'm bringing wine, we bringing music, mm-hmm. take your wig off, we doing whatever, like we are mm-hmm. having like our, we're able to be ourselves and we're not being judged by other people we don't have to have no men in our face. We're just really focusing on um, ourselves. So I really want to create retreats and events. Nice. So I think this is going to go all the way up. You know, I believe. Nice. I can, I can see it's it. Gonna go places. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, So I actually did um my very first retreat, I want to say sometime last year. And the experience was fun. I tried it for the first time. It was um, me and a few other women. And we um, we did it in like a hotel. And we had all these different, well, I planned all these different activities for us. We did like vision boards and everything. And we kind of just were like tapping into the raw and honest topics that women don't talk about together, um, especially mm-hmm. women of color. So it was definitely a fun thing. And when you said traveling, I had so many intentions of traveling to all these different places this year. But with the whole pandemic, of course, it shifted did that so I'm hoping next year my goal is to go to Bali so I'm crossing my fingers that hopefully I can go um but I I definitely will look forward to those retreats and those other things that you have and I know I will have to travel but I would be super um interested in it as well so that's exciting so Mm -hmm. I know in the next few years that's definitely going to happen no ifs ands or buts about it um so Michaela what advice would you give to someone who is scared to go after their dreams and they're kind of just stagnant and very nervous to try something and fearful what advice would you give to that person you know I would say from an advice standpoint like if you are nervous and fearful for your dreams I always ask what would happen if you go for your dreams Mm -hmm. and it turns out exactly the way you imagine yeah like you will never truly know if it's going to happen until you try it and I don't want um, people to say well I'm fearful I'm just gonna leap and and not think about the fear I want you to feel that fear because in reality fear is designed um, you know, the mind is broken into two parts, that that conscious part and that subconscious mm-hmm. part. And as you start to experience new things, your mind has like what is considered to be um, a faculty line of saying like, oh, my gosh, we're becoming fearful because this is not no- what we normally do. So yes. that's actually very normal for a human. But the difference between the people who have achieved certain things and the people who haven't is you jumped over that. Mm -hmm. So don't allow that to stop you because oftentimes fear is really birthed out of trauma, experiences, lies that people have told us, um, just naturally things happening in life. But in reality, your desires, your sanity, your dreams, and whatever you have for yourself are worth way more than what anybody ever lied and told you or worth way more than Mm -hmm. any fear that could ever get in your way. And if you plant good seeds, I always say that there's failure only exists if you allow yourself to exist there. So if you go for a goal and you don't achieve it, don't think like, oh man, I didn't achieve that goal. I'm a failure pivot and go at it again if you decide to stay there then you learned nothing and then it did create a sense of failure in you but failure is only a choice it is a behavior it's not who you are exactly so go for it do what you got to do get you a strategic plan and then just launch and if it doesn't work out the way exactly you thought it would maybe for the better maybe um for an opportunity you didn't think would happen Mm -hmm. pivot and just keep going because you have 
um, the power already. You were born with everything that you needed inside you to be able to do it. You just got to start believing it. So instead of just putting it down and saying like, this is a goal, actually believe that you can achieve it every day and just go for it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that because people don't realize how many opportunities are on the other side of fear. And um, most times when I talk to people who want to start something, but then they're hesitant because most times they think about other people's opinions, if people are going to support what they're doing. And I tell them, you know, just go for it. Because a lot of things that I started and I'm doing now, like even with this podcast, I literally just went for it. I didn't, you know, worry about, oh, am I going to mess up? Are people actually going to tune in and listen? I didn't worry about any of those things. And um, I'm just excited that I did just go for it. So anything that, you know, comes to mind or God presents to me to do, I usually just go for it. Because I used to be in that space where I used to be super hesitant to try something and I would kind of just like talk myself out of it or people that I was around initially would kind of discourage me from doing certain things. So, you know, people never know what is on the other side of fear until you actually um, give it a shot and go for it. So um, tell us, Michaela, aside from um, your coaching and where you see it going in five years, where do you personally see yourself in five years? I think personally, I am currently working on my my own physical health. So Mm -hmm. um, after, you know, having, you know, children and, you know, being married and just being like in these really difficult places that I didn't love for myself, Mm -hmm. I started to just like reset a lot of boundaries, remove a lot of people's own viewpoints off of Mm -hmm. certain things. And I've been very serious about my own um, physical health. So my goal is to not be a particular weight, but to be able to look in the mirror and say, like, I love exactly how I look. Yeah. Like, this is exactly what I want. So that's one of the biggest things for myself um, that I want to be able to see. Um, from a personal perspective, I also want to be able to be more financially um I wouldn't say free because I am at a place of financial freedom, mm-hmm. but I do I do have savings goals. Um, okay. One of my biggest things is when my children go to college, I don't want to have to fill out the applicate, uh, financial aid application. I want mm-hmm. them to just say, like, this is how much it is, and I'm able to write that. So I want to have um, some financial goals set nice. um, and achieved within the next few years. Um, and then most importantly, I think for me is being able to wake up every day and be very happy with the life that I've created. So um, not at a place where, you know, I'm working for anybody else or I'm doing anything like that, but really Mm -hmm. saying like, Hey, whatever I'm doing today, this is what I've chosen to do. And I'm very happy with the way that looks. And I want to continue to have that in my life. Um, And I want to be able to um, increase my platform. I hope that I'm able to inspire um, even more women than I am now and really Mm -hmm. become like one of the, one of the things I have in my mantra is that, I will be one of the most well-known mindset um, coaches in the entire globe. You not will be. Like in the United States, like <laughs> we're going global. Like I need mm-hmm. to be in India and Africa, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something that I want to achieve uh, for myself. And, my, you know, and like I said, it's business related, but for myself, because what that allows me to do is it allows me to, you know, be grateful until like the younger version of myself, like everything that you experienced like none of that was wasted like all of that was able to be used and thanking myself for just continuing to um be able to persevere and develop that grit um despite everything that happened in my childhood yeah and that's really that's really those like my four biggest things like being able to be a better person a better mom Mm -hmm. um, being able to um be impactful in the world and just help other people live their lives yeah I love that and I feel like we have the same mindset because that's kind of like where I see myself in a few years like doing exactly what I love like waking up every day doing the stuff that I love without feeling like you know it's forceful that I have to do it or it's something that I really don't want to do um and you know working in my true um purpose and power with everything so um and in myself Michaela I always ask every woman that comes on to my podcast this particular question tell us what women empowerment means to you for me women empowerment means being able to one empower ourselves so Mm -hmm. that we can use our natural gifting and abilities to empower others because it's all about a community um being able to pour into others whether it's small or big I think there's an idea that everything has to be very big, but whether it's important to your friend through a text message or just smiling at the woman at the store or just being very nice with a comment, just allowing each of us to continue to encourage, um, empower, love and be authentic with each other so that we can always remember that 
it takes a village to be a woman and allowing us that freedom and the opportunity to be able to do it in spaces that serve all of us because it's yeah. really about the collective and not the individual. Um, yeah. So let's just con- collectively continue to love each other well so we can show up each day. Yes, I love it. So um, before we end off, Nikayla, if you could share with everyone your Instagram, your email or Facebook ways that they can get connected with you in case they would love to start working with you, um, please share with them. Yes. So I have all of my social media platforms are actually consistent. So my Facebook and my Instagram are Dr. Michaela Herndon. So D-R-M-I-C-A-E-L-A-H-E-R-N-D-O-N on both Facebook and Instagram and also LinkedIn, even though I don't use that as much as I used to. And then my website is actually uh, MichaelaHerndon.com. So you can reach me at those different places, but I'm easily findable. You can Google me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, guys, make sure you check her out. Make sure you follow her if you want to get started with that experience and trying to navigate and figure things out for yourself. Michaela can definitely help you. So, Michaela, I want to thank you so much again for coming on to this podcast uh, today with me and sharing your experiences um, because it truly was helpful. And I hope that, you know, whoever was listening in our audience, that hopefully it was helpful and insightful to them as well. Thank you. Thank you. I I will honestly say I'm so grateful that um, we connected and we're definitely going to stay connected after this. And so I'm so excited that our spirits were attracted to each other and we were able to make a connection because I love exactly what you're doing and how you're helping women in so many different ways. So this has been an honor and um, it's been a dream to be able to connect with women like you. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you again. You're welcome. All right, you guys, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that something was said or done to inspire and motivate you. If you are not, be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, JD and Spill Underscores to stay connected with me. Also, be sure to subscribe to my mailing list and take care until we meet again.